0: The Business Station.
1: Rise above and be in control with today's business headlines, driven by Volvo Cars. 8.48 right now, you're listening to The Morning Run. Melissa, Joyce and Han here with you. Um, you too can join this conversation at zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. That's the number to WhatsApp in. Or tweet us at BFM Radio. We're getting a lot of messages uh, remembering um, Stan Lee, who passed away at the age of 95. He is, I think, uh, a real-life superhero, <laughs> I would say, so lots of people um, saying that uh, they will miss him and you know, talking about the impact of their lives. Thank you guys for your messages. Keep them coming in. But uh, let's turn our attention to some of the top business news of the day. We have Goldman Sachs. Um, their shares hit the lowest in almost two years yesterday, falling twice as much as any other major US lender. So uh, Goldman shares declined 7.5%, uh, th- which is their biggest one-day decline since 2000 and Eleven. So this is uh, just on the back of comments uh, that Finance Minister Lim Guan Eng made on the Breakfast Grill yesterday. That's right. He said that Malaysia would seek a full refund
2: of all fees paid to Goldman over the 1MDB bond deals. And analysts have said that, you know, all the negative headlines are at the forefront of the investors' minds when it comes to Goldman.
3: Yeah, you know, so obviously moving forward, the question is whether or not Goldman will uh, play ball. But let me give you a, a little bit of, of an analysis on the uh, Goldman share prices here. So recall that earlier this year, it hit a record. High of about $273.38 Overnight or early this morning It closed at $206.05 So that's a drop of about 25% Since its record high earlier this year Massive Massive. In
1: fact, here we have the Finance Minister Lim Guanning From the Breakfast Grill yesterday Making that statement
0: I mean, for for starters uh, We would seek to uh, a refund, a full refund of all the fees we have paid to Goldman Sachs, and number two, of course, uh, losses, especially the interest differential uh, when we uh, took the, the 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 yield. I think it was at a much higher rate than the market rate, almost one hundred basis points higher. So I think that 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 differential, that interest rate differential, uh, is also uh, another claim that we are making apart, and also in. Finally, other consequential losses, which uh, Goldman Sachs uh, will hopefully make good. This is again in the hands of the Attorney General.
1: So that was the finance minister on the Breakfast Grill yesterday, where he stayed for about an hour and fifteen minutes yeah, for the, that super extended, extended grill. grill. So um, you know the announcement he, announcements he made on that um, on the program, the show yesterday, was picked up by all the news outlets around the world, um, and that I think you know had, as you mentioned, Joyce, you know, rattled investors, causing that dip in. Uh, Goldman's share price. Actually, Mel, uh, Guaning also mentioned on the Breakfast
2: Grill yesterday that Goldman has uh, essentially admitted culpability after its former banker Tim Leisner pleaded guilty to his role in the 1MDB scandal.
0: No, I think number one, uh, Goldman Sachs has admitted culpability. Tim Leisner pleaded guilty. The CEO, Solomon, has also said they are collaborating and cooperating fully with the authorities. Uh, that they are they are shocked by what has happened. And that's in. Uh, Indirectly, an admission that something very wrong happened. Number two, under the US laws, uh, if there is a, cryptocratic a- activities activity where money was stolen from other countries, they will refund the money back to the country concerned. And uh, uh, as far as the fees are concerned, I think there's no dispute. It will be fully returned by Goldman Sachs to Malaysia mm-hmm. because it was paid by Malaysia.
1: Yeah, so I guess in this case, guys, I mean, look, Leisner in his guilty plea had said um, that there were others in the bank that uh, helped him conceal the bribes used to retain business in Malaysia and that there was this uh, culture of secrecy within Goldman that led him to conceal wrongdoing from the bank's compliance staff. So he's saying well it's not just me, it was the culture, right? So the question is whether Go- how will Goldman respond to this?
3: Right, so the finance minister you know, appears certain that this indirect emission of wrongdoing on the bank's part, Leisner again like you said, pleaded guilty mm-hmm. as an individual, but then zooming out to the bank what is their stance on this, right? Uh, This appears to be an indirect admission of wrongdoing, at least in the eyes of the finance minister. And, uh, you know, given the uh, US law against uh, kleptocracy, I will help Malaysia recover the fees. Now, how much in fees are we talking about? 600 million US dollars. That's how much Malaysia paid Goldman for those three bonds. Uh, You know, I think net net overall, when it comes to the 1MDB saga, the uh, finance minister says, you'd be happy we got around 30% net after all the expenses incurred from the entire 1MDB scandal?
0: You know, we are, we are looking at payments of uh, just one NDB alone, ring in. But that doesn't uh, include other 1MDB-related scandals, whether it involves uh, projects uh, which were uh, dubious in nature or uh, rather uh, unnecessary and, uh, and inflated projects that uh, some of them have been cancelled, and others have been deferred. So we are looking at around 30%. No, I would be happy if we can get around 30% net after all the expenses incurred and after we have managed to identify and locate uh, some of these assets we were bought from Solar Money.
1: That was the finance has been Salim Gwaning on The Breakfast Grill yesterday. If you didn't get to listen to that full interview, you can always download the podcast or listen to it. Uh, stream it from our BFM app, which is available on the Apple App Store or Google Play. Um, the response Goldman has had to this is that Goldman has been consistent in saying that they believe the proceeds of the debt uh, that it underwrote were, lot, were due to Tim Leisner's withholding of information from the firm and they haven't uh, released any statement pub- publicly admitting to any wrongdoing that they 've been accused of
3: right so again, comparing the statements made by the finance minister with uh, what was mentioned back in June of this year four and a half billion u s dollars that 's how much the government seeks to uh, re- re- recover from this uh you know this entire saga here so four and a half billion you know times well four about right now that's about twenty uh, ish, oh, no, I mean, less than 20, 20 billion. K- Ringgit. Yeah. yeah so. All right.
1: We'll have to see how much we can get from that. Mm. Who knows? Okay. Uh, well, let's uh, turn our attention to the airport REIT that was proposed in budget 2019. So we have uh, comments here made by the Malaysian REIT Managers Association, MRMA, cha- uh, the chairman of the association, Dr. Jeffrey Ng, saying that this proposed uh, real estate investment trust, airport real estate investment trust, could be a very powerful, powerful way for the government to monetize state-owned assets, but I guess like everything in Malaysia, um, you know the the. I guess the devil is in the details, right? The complexities loom within the execution. And,
2: and also the execution is key. Mm-hmm. But currently, the government owns the airports in Malaysia and has licensed MAHB to operate and manage airports until 2035. And uh, in exchange for a share of its revenue, according to different sources, this revenue share is at a rate of about 12.5% or 11%. Um, and under the REIT, the government would sell a 30% stake in the assets to private institutional investors. And this would raise about 4 billion Ringgit for the government. In turn, the investors would gain returns from the user fees generated from Mahb.
1: So, so that that revenue share is slightly different, right? I mean, we're seeing mixed reports. For anywhere, as you mentioned, from eleven to twelve and a half percent. That's right. Different right. news reports.
2: Yeah.
3: yeah. Right, but then ultimately, where is the money going to come from? And then also, is it enough to you know, appease potential investors, right? So looking at the Bloomberg Intelligence report, you know, they're saying that to make this attractive or for this REIT to hit that four billion ringgit valuation, uh, this REIT would have to pay out seven hundred million ringgit per year. Now according to their projections, even by twenty twenty, they are still looking at about five hundred and fifty million ringgit. So there's a shortfall of about one hundred fifty million ringgit. So how would they get that seven hundred million ringgit um, you know uh, payments, right, in order to make attractive enough? So I think that's a question there. And one of them uh, possibly will be, you know, either from the taxes that have been announced in budget 2019, you mm-hmm. know, that 20 bucks that you are set to pay if you're flying to ASEAN or 40 bucks if you're flying beyond or further out from ASEAN. So that uh, may be one of those uh, legislations that could help boost the coffers and then ultimately make this read attractive. Yeah, are also
2: questions on, on this read as to, so, you know, it's still quite unclear whether the REIT company will be paid directly from MAHB or indirectly by the government from Mahb's user fees, yes. so some analysts where is have, that going to come yeah, from? Right? Some yeah. analysts have asked, you know, will the government share its percentage or force Mahb to pay above this to cover the read?
1: Well, the idea itself is good, right? So the idea is to have you know uh, the country's aviation infrastructure be monetized, but where. I think, again, like I said, you know, we need to know a bit more clarity as to where this is going to come from.
3: Mm-hmm. I mean, and also, right, uh, You know, what kind of exposure would these investors in the REIT have uh, that they uh, perhaps didn't have via, say, MHB shares? I think that's one of the questions posed after that announcement was made via Budget point. 2019. Yeah, then, right? right? I mean, so obviously, you've got supporters and some sceptics there. Let's start with the supporters. So I think you mentioned this earlier, Mel, the MRMA, uh, saying with the right pricing and valuation, well, this could attract strong Interest not just from the big boys, the institutional investors, but also from retail investors as well. Then on the flip side, I think Air Asia is saying, yeah, they yeah. say they don't
2: want to <laughs> yeah. keep just being in the airline
1: business. Well, they say it's not their job uh, to build airports; they, their job is to move people from point A to point B. So mm-hmm. there you go, mm-hmm. not, not interested in taking this out. Well, looking at Mahb's October passenger
2: movement, that's up some zero point five percent on year. Mm. That's quite a lot for October. So Mm. about 10.7 million passengers were recorded for that month.
3: So moving forward, money, pay up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, we've got the opening numbers from Bursa Malaysia coming up next in the 9 o'clock News Bulletin with Sabrina Magdalene, BFM 89.9. Keeping you on track for peak business performance with the new Volvo XC40, the expression of innovation. Volvo, made by Sweden.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast.